0: locked on nuggets locked on heat no one's gonna cheap shot anyone on this one not that anyone's still mad about it this is your locked on finals crossover you are locked on heat your daily miami heat podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team
1: every day
0: Welcome to Locked On Nuggets and welcome to Locked On Heat. This is your NBA Finals crossover episode, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making this your first listen. We appreciate you guys being with us on whatever platform that you're choosing, whether you're hitting us up on an Apple podcast, Spotify, or if you're catching us on YouTube, where you can catch a video version of this show. We're glad to have you with us. You everydayers, you once a dayers, you sometimes a dayers, all of you, we're welcome in here as we get set to preview the NBA Finals with Locked On Nuggets and Locked On Heat. For those of you that don't listen, my name is Matt Moore. I'm the Senior NBA Writer for the Action Network and co-host of Locked On Nuggets. Joining me is my partner, Adam Mares of DMBR. You can catch him over at DMBR and on Twitter at Adam underscore Mares. Join us to talk about this from the Heat perspective. Yeah, we're on the Heat side. We're barging in and, and taking your feet. It's Wes Goldberg and David Rimmel of Locked On Heat. Uh David is back in Miami. Oh, yeah. And Wes is in the beautiful state of Colorado. Uh, where thankfully he has gotten here after all of the smoke has cleared out. Uh, he is here to cover the NBA finals
2: as well. Uh Wes, I'll ask you first, how you doing, man? Uh better now. Uh don't have to get too much into it, but not a fan of the St. <laughs> Louis airport. Uh, so we're doing better now. Yeah. Hey man. That's awesome. We're just glad
0: that you had a trip to Denver and didn't wind up complaining about the Denver airport.
2: That's a big
3: win. That's a big win.
2: That's a big win for the
0: city
3: yeah, of Denver. I'll do the whole David. like
2: the whole NBA media. It's too far. It's whatever. Uh, actually, the, one of the nicest Southwest terminals that I've been in. Also, home, <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite bars at an airport is in that terminal. But again, I don't want I don't want to get too off track here. Uh, we're going to want to talk about Bruce Springsteen.
0: if We keep going down this trail. Uh, David Ramel. overrated. <laughs> on uh, Locked On NBA on Tuesdays. How are you, David?
1: I'm doing great, man. Looking forward to talking about Miami Heat basketball and Denver Nuggets basketball as they nice. meet in the NBA Finals. The the, the exact matchup everybody predicted would happen. That's right.
0: Who didn't see this Titanic battle coming in preseason? Um, glad to have you guys with us. So here's how the format's going to work today. In the first segment, Adam and I are going to um, interrogate – no, I mean just ask questions to hmm. uh, Wes and David and get their perspective on this series from a Heat perspective – get their thoughts on how the series is going to go in the second segment. We'll flip it around and the Heat guys will ask us nuggets guys about what we think about the series from different perspectives. Then the final segment, we'll give you our series predictions as well as a random prediction for how the series is going to go. I did not prep them at all for that. So this should be a lot of fun predictions with them just making up stuff off the top of their heads. Uh, Wes, I'm going to start with you, uh, sir. So the question I have for you is this. There's been like a lot of conversation. I think the biggest conversation has been about how are the Heat going to defend the Nuggets? That's been like the going question here. Is like, what are the, the Nuggets going to do versus the Heat? I would ask you on the opposite side, what is it that you think that the Heat are going to be able to do effectively with their offense, which is shot so well. Uh, in the first and third rounds and and didn't need to versus the Knicks, that they'll be able to be, have success against my against Denver's defense. What
2: are the strengths of Miami's offense versus Denver, do you think? It's a great question. And and when you look at who the Nuggets have faced to get to this point and who the Miami Heat are, the Miami Heat move the ball and move off the ball as well as any team in the NBA. And when you look at the teams the Nuggets have played, right? Minnesota, not exactly known for off-ball movement. Um Phoenix love to just stand around and wait for Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to make shots. And then the Lakers, who are basically just LeBron, AD, pick and roll, everybody else stand in the corners and and wait your turn. The Heat are not that. And the Nuggets have not defended any team like the Miami Heat in this postseason. And the Miami Heat in this postseason have done a really great job against some really great defenses. Milwaukee and Boston kind of jump out there. So I think for the Nuggets, their main thing here is going to be like, all right, how do we defend all these actions, all... The, the, the Heat love to just do like this random cutting and passing and stuff like not really any particular reason other than just to confuse their opponent um, after almost two months of not being confused because they weren't being handed a test of any kind. Uh, can the Nuggets just stay locked in and, and kind of keep up with all that stuff that that air exposed from the Miami Heat are going to create?
3: I think it's a really, really strong point, to be honest with you. And it's something we talked about on the show. Denver's defense has been impressive. But to your point, especially guys like Michael Porter, who have been so good defensively, that is the challenge, is the off-ball confusion. It's not just the movement. It's the disguised action that requires everybody to communicate and react in real time. So I love that one. I I think it's great. Dave, for you, I, I would ask, you know, a lot has been made of Jokic has gone against some of the best defensive bigs in the NBA. Bam bio is obviously great, but I think he's undersized. What is the weirdest player that could enter this series that you say, hey, it's just his time because they need a big body?
1: Uh, Miami doesn't have that player on the roster. That's just the sad unfortunate way that it's been constructed. At best, you could probably make a case for Cody Zeller and Kevin Love coming in and getting some spot minutes. Uh, I think Eric Spolstra saying today in the press conference – That at some point, Zeller and Love might be used. At least that was what he intimated. Um, But at the same time, I don't think either West or I really think that there are effective options there. I've said before that if you're asking the weirdest, I could definitely see some minutes of Haywood Highsmith getting in there and trying to muck things up a little bit. He's strong enough. He's physical enough. Certainly he's undersized. But as I made this point on Locked on Heat the other day. You know, your are seeding size with Bam anyway. You know, Jokic is so much bigger than anybody on Miami's roster that if you're going to do that and you just don't want to burn up foul trouble or you need to give Bam a blow every once in a while, then why not throw in a guy like Highsmith who was so effective against Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics in the few minutes that he did play. A completely different matchup. I recognize that. But again, there's not much you can do to challenge Jokic anyway. So if you're just going to throw a body, I'd see uh, Highsmith as the most likely candidate. What kind of defender is he? uh Ernest, i think he's he's very long limbed. like i said he's pretty strong he moves his feet well he's got great anticipation skills also he breaks up passing lanes pretty effectively and he doesn't back down from any challenge he is someone undersized as a tweener kind of six five-ish uh i listen as highly as six seven but he told us on media day he's definitely around six five uh at the same time you know he, he doesn't mind going up against bigger challenges like a Jokic or somebody along those lines i don't think they've actually faced each other all that often but he won't back down from the opportunity to make an impact again, not going to get a lot of minutes. We're probably going to see band close to 45 minutes a game. Cause I just think that's, yeah, I don't think you have much of an option and I know with the altitude and everything else, it's probably going to be a drain and he could be in foul trouble. That's another concern going into the series. So you're probably going to have to get Highsmith at some point, maybe Zeller minutes. I can't see love playing out there. We talked about it before, right after the win over the Celtics, that love might get some minutes, but you know, the more we thought about it, he's just so foul prone. He can't move quickly enough. He's a big body and not much else defensively. So I'm, I'm not sure that he's going to get a lot of opportunities.
0: I don't know how much I trust media day answers, but Kevin Love did kind of intimate that they will be going a little bit bigger in this series after going smaller in yeah. the previous one. So I wonder, it's possible that, that Kevin was just talking to talk. It's also possible sometimes players, especially veterans like Love, will actually kind of let things slip and it might legitimately be like no, yeah, I'm anticipating playing in the theories. Um, another,
3: hold on, another one, though, Matt, along those lines for Kevin Love. Today he did say, the worst thing you can do is let Jokic make passers. He's a lot less dangerous when he's a scorer. And I just – I took note of that one, too, of like, hmm, they might be playing Jokic to score and staying home. And I think that's Jokic exactly will what score 50, Canada but is. maybe it's smart.
2: I think that's the plan because you look at Miami's a defense and maybe best in the league at sort of crowding – passing windows and and also staying on assignment right sticking to their man and and kind of playing both th- both sides a little bit that way uh I think that's the plan is to play Jokic one-on-one try to stand him up understand that he's gonna do Jokic things regardless uh, if you double team him triple team him single team him it doesn't really matter but if you can crowd those passing lanes and try to just turn them into a score. That, that might be their best-case scenario. I will just – I'll push back on my co-host's answer. I think we might see Kevin Love and Cody Zeller a little bit early in the series. I think there will just be some experimentation here. We could see Spo go like nine or ten deep just trying to figure out the right chemistry here. Um, but by the end of the series, they may have been rendered useless. It just depends on how the beginning of the series goes.
0: I just want to see uh, Kyle Lowry with the uh, very large badonkadonk that Twitter likes to uh, attribute to him guarding Nicole Jokic. Uh, that would be – It's going to happen an entertaining battle and I'll definitely Wouldn't try hurt. and charge charges Wes one more for you before we go to break I did want to ask you um this quick question which is what do you make of the heats shooting because they go 45 percent from three versus the Milwaukee Bucks um they then can't hit water if they fell out of a boat versus the New York Knicks in part because they didn't have to because they weren't playing a, a real playoff team and then in the final series they faced the Boston Celtics who are like an elite offense and all these, and like have all these jump shooters. And it was like the, the heat just went in there and reached into their chest. And we're like, we'll just take your power. We'll just take your shooting. And they shoot 43%, including Caleb Martin, who goes 49% from three-point range. Um, I don't know that you can necessarily bank on, like I'm not banking on them shooting like that. I'm not banking on them not shooting like that in this series. I'm curious as to know your thoughts kind of on, I know he fans are very big on, Well, you know, a year ago, they were the best shooting team in the league. Well, they weren't 45% from three. So I'm just kind of curious as to your thoughts on, like, how good a shooting team is this? And what do you think the chances are that they can replicate the success that they had versus two really good defenses
2: again in the series? In terms of the answer about how good this team is just shooting-wise, I think they're somewhere in between where they were last year and somewhere where – or I should say – this regular season and where they were in this postseason, right? So they're not as bad as they were bottom five in the regular season. Certainly they're not like all Clay Thompson's, right? They're not that good either. So they're somewhere in the, in the middle there. I think if you're a heat fan, the worry would be that you would, if this is going to be a pattern, hot shooting, bad shooting, hot shooting, bad shooting, that there would be a bad shooting series in the finals here. Uh, but I do think what I, I think it's helped that Jimmy Butler's usage rating as has increased in the playoffs. He was 25-26% in the regular season, which is, you know, kind of mid in terms of a usage rate to like plus 30% in the playoffs. And I think just that that increase has kind of created more defined roles. And I hate to say this too, but Tyler Hero's injury kind of forced everybody into, "Hey, make shots or you're not going to play." Like period. That's it. Because we basically are just going to do Jimmy Butler pick and roll like this kind of stuff. And obviously all the off ball movement and the cutting and all these things, but you have to just, you have to score off of Jimmy Butler. That's the offense now. And I think that like just limited assignment has been better for some of these role players. Excuse me. According to Jimmy Butler team teammates, your teammates, Uh, right? Just teammates. Uh, But it's helped them. I think it's just helped them just focus on like one thing. And that's been making shots. I also think there's certainly a little bit of, catching lightning in a bottle here right but Dave and i talked about this all season it was like when is it going to happen because i don't think that they're as good as they were last year nothing in any of those role players history would suggest that they were like as awesome as three point shooters as they were last season um and, and basically their whole history as basketball players but i thought they were better than they what what they were in the regular season so at some point some sort of positive regression was going to happen and it just sort of happened to happen at the
3: perfect time for them Belief is such a big part of shooting and I just feel like both yeah. of these teams like truly believe in, in like in their core and I think it honestly is a part of why they're shooting so well and it's also why this series could be interesting. Both teams have started out hot and that confidence hasn't been tested. So I am kind of, I do think there's something interesting about the shooting early in the series. But Dave, the last one I had for you was Aaron Gordon punishes people at the power forward position because he puts so much pressure on the rim for those drop-off passes from the dunker and in the previous series teams have gone big to combat that you know they have to put a big body the Heat love playing small from that position Cody Martin playing there that's a 50 pound difference and and Aaron Gordon loves when he has a size mismatch do you think the Heat will play bigger uh, against him and if not do you think that's going to be a vulnerability Aaron Gordon catching drop-off passes and going up through contact
1: uh, yeah, they're not going to go bigger just because they don't have any other options. I, I, like we talked about, I mean, Love, Zeller might get minutes, but neither of them capable of really guarding Aaron Gordon, so that's not a possibility. Uh, I don't think you could put either of them on Jokic and have Bam slide over to guard Gordon. You know, Jimmy will probably take him for a lot of time. I can see Martin picking him up, certainly. Uh, but I think that if there's a strength or a way to combat what Gordon does, I think they're going to be sending the double pretty quickly. A lot of help, you know, making sure that once Jokic does make those passes to initiate the offense and he feeds it into Gordon, whoever's guarding him is going to get some quick help. They're going to try to get in position, establish themselves down low. We've seen Gordon kind of put the ball down, attacking the rim. Miami, obviously a team that draws charges very effectively. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of those uh, going Miami's way. So that's basically what you have to do. You have to try and set as many bodies as you can catch you know on the catch they're trying to make things more uncomfortable for gordon hope that maybe he turns the ball over i know he's a sharp passer on occasion but i think he could be a little bit more likely to get flustered especially if he has to pass out of a double
0: on the other side we'll let the heat guys grill us on how this nba finals is gonna go we'll hit up some more questions and then later on we'll give predictions as well as a random one for the nba finals between the miami heat and the denver nuggets first thing i need to tell you about FanDuel sportsbook Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to two thousand five hundred dollars. That's two thousand five hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. If you're listening to this over on Locked On Heat, you got a real opportunity if you can get to FanDuel of Sportsbook somewhere because. Miami Heat, big dogs in the series. A lot of opportunities to bet them on the series spread and make yourself a handy profit there. If you're looking to bet the Denver Nuggets, you can bet them minus one and a half. I'm going to lay a little bit of juice. If you want to be a little bit more aggressive and bet them to win in less than six games, pile that up. You got Finals MVP, all sorts of bets as well as a lot of parlays at FanDuel, including Nikola Jokic to average a triple double, Jimmy Butler to score more points in the series than Nikola Jokic. Ne- negative money, by the way, on the triple double, which yeah. is wild. Yeah, he's negative pretty, value. He is an odds-on favorite to average a triple double, which is ridiculous. Uh, all that and more at FanDuel Sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon. And get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. We'll be right back on this locked on crossover for Nuggets and Heat. Back here on Locked On, crossover between Nuggets and Heat. Thanks for joining us, whether you're on Locked On Heat or Locked On Nuggets. I'm Matt Moore alongside Adam Mares, joined by Wes Goldberg and David Remill. And Wes, I'm going to hand the wheel off to you as it's your turn to ask us questions about what we think about the series as we
2: continue to preview the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Nuggets. All right, well, I'm going to send it right back to you. Um, I think there's been a lot of conversation on the Heat side. How do, how do we stop Nikola Jokic? How, what are we worried about? in terms of Nikola Jokic and all the previews are kind of game planning against Nikola Jokic. What's that version for the Denver Nuggets? What are you guys worried about stopping? Is there is there a Jimmy Butler corollary there? Like what is it that you guys are are kind of talking about amongst yourselves as like, okay, this is the thing. Maybe it's not even on that side. Maybe it's the def- defensive side of the ball. I don't know. But like in general, what are you guys sort of in your heads game planning against?
0: I think we'll probably disagree on this. Um, I will be, I'll be honest. What I'm actually most concerned about is – and this is going to sound crazy. Um, It's Bam Adebayo and Caleb Martin. And and the reason I mentioned those two specifically, like Caleb's not crazy. Caleb just had a series where he averaged 19 and six on 60, 50, 81. But like Bam has been really inconsistent. He's been like Heat fans have been up and down on him. That's always a a battle I see going on. Heat Twitter is the conversation over Bam, especially on the offensive end. My feeling is that the Denver Nuggets base scheme their number one priority defensively and like they will frame it differently. But this is my opinion is get the ball out of the best player's hands. That's like rule. Number one is do what you can to get the ball out of that guy's hands, which is a lot of why they put two on the ball versus Devin Booker. Like Booker was able to find ways to score because Booker was incredible, but they were blitzing him in pick and roll. And I expect them to do the same with Jimmy Butler and with Butler being hobbled by an ankle and coming off of a seven game series and a former Thibodeau player with a lot of miles on him and having lost so many minutes. I think that there's probably a likelihood of him having to make some passes out of that. Jimmy's not going to necessarily just force things up to force them. That's not the player he is, but if he's able to get to bam on the short roll, like I kind of like bam's short middle short game. Like I think that's an area where he could have success if he doesn't overthink it, which he often does where he just catches and is like, "Um, I'm going to pass. I don't really know why. And it's like, what are you doing? You're wide open. Like, just make the shot man but if bam decides to just punish that over and over if it's just trigger action that's going to put a lot of pressure on the nuggets and now the nuggets are going to have to rotate over earlier to stop that which makes bam into a passer which is more of what he wants to be that's corner shots for max Strus. that's corner shots for gabe vincent that's corner shots for caleb martin and that's how they can get it going meanwhile caleb martin with how i saw him making plays not only in terms of just catch and shoot but catch pump fake two dribble make a shot catch two dribble, get to the rim. Those are opportunities that you're going to have versus Denver who want who is okay rotating. It's one of the differences, in my opinion, between this series defensively and what the Heat have seen previously. They face Milwaukee and Boston who don't want to rotate. They don't ever want to get out of rotation. They play drop in part to make sure they can stay home, and the Celtics play a lot of switch to do the same. The Nuggets are much more of like, no, yeah, we have Nikola Jokic. like We can defend pretty well but we're going to have to overload and then recover and they're really good at it. But that's something that Heat haven't really seen because it's honestly a less successful strategy. You got to do it at a high level, but that also means there will be opportunities if those guys, because the heat are so quick and so disciplined with their mechanics of knowing when to drive, when to shoot, when to attack that those are the opportunities I think that they could wind up doing like those, those mechanisms when the heat get the ball moving are where I have the most concerns for Denver, but I'm really curious to hear Adam's answer.
3: Uh, I mean, there's a couple concerns. The bench is one of them, even though I know Miami doesn't have a great one. Denver, man, I looked this up. Christian Brown played 20 minutes in the last round total. It was really a seven man rotation for the Nuggets. And I just, you know, I think there's a, a little bit of a vulnerability there if, if the starters are not winning their minutes by a lot. But more importantly, everybody talks about Spolstra as a smart coach. He is obviously a smart coach, but he has a smart team and a disciplined team that can carry out smart game plans. And I think the toughest thing for Nikola Jokic's teams to score against is a constantly changing defensive scheme that's very hard to do. You have to be locked in. You have to be smart. You have to be able to change your strategy on the fly defensively. And I think the Miami Heat are an example of a team that is capable of doing that. You go zone, not for a quarter, but do you go zone for four possessions, and then you go to double from the low side, double from one pass away. Do you uh, box in one? Do you just mix these things up seamlessly so much so that Denver's constantly trying to figure out what are we supposed to do now? That's right. We have to do this. I think Miami is a rare example of a team that's capable of doing that, and I think it would be a successful strategy if they pull it off.
1: I'm glad you brought up Spolster as a coach because I think a lot of Heat fans are a little overconfident that there's this huge advantage in terms of the coaching I think Wes and I are both big fans of Michael Malone, but uh, just for our Heat listeners, what are his strengths and what are his weaknesses and how big of an advantage does Spo actually have over Michael Malone, Adam, in your opinion? Sure. Uh, well, Michael Malone, a lot of uh, I think his biggest strengths are more about how you manage a
3: season and how you manage the growth of a team. I think he's a great leader establishing I mean, Everybody got upset in the last round about some of his comments. He was speaking to his team. He was establishing an internal narrative about the team and rallying, and he's so good at those things. I also think he's a great strategist going into a series. I mean, he breaks down exactly where the pressure points are. Denver has won all three of their game ones, and they've led by, I think, 20 in all three of them. So they've had really good starts from really good game plans. In my opinion, his weakness is twofold. One, I don't know that he's a great on in-game adjuster, I, I don't think he necessarily makes great reads halfway through. We all know the Rui adjustment. Well, part of that was they threw something out there. Denver was up, and Denver just kind of rode it out, barely limping across the finish line in game one, and then made the adjustment in between game one and two. And then secondly, I think he can be a little stubborn. That's the knock, that's been the knock on his reputation, you know, really since he came in with Sacramento, is that he does have a preconceived notion of how things should be. He's often right about that. But I think the deeper you go into playoffs, the more you have to be able to throw everything out and say, hey, I know this goes against my principles, but it's the thing we need to do to solve this problem. Um, And if it comes to that, you know, you might see Denver kind of running into a wall over and over again because his belief that this is the way it ought to be.
0: Yeah, I think the scale, right? of, like, on the one hand, you have, like, Nick Nurse, who was like, I'm going to throw out the rookie and we're going to play box and one. And then, like, on the other end, you have, like, Doc Rivers, who's like, why would we change anything? We won 50 (laughs) games, right? Like, on the scale of that, I think Malone's probably about in the middle. Like, I think Malone is is, is a coach that's willing to try different strategies. He's less likely to try different personnel. He's more likely to adjust between games in a series, especially if it goes longer he's less likely to make instantaneous adjustments to catch you off guard. Like he's not trying to get ahead of you in an adjustment pattern. And that can be a a bad thing sometimes too. Like a lot of teams in the playoffs have actually tried pre-adjusting to Denver and it's made them worse. Like they've done things that have actually worked against them trying to pre-adjust to Denver. Um, He is much more of the mindset of, I don't want to be the first one to adjust. We're going to do what we do when we have to adjust. We'll make those adjustments. But uh, at the same time, like there are, there are key things that Spo will turn the screws on that he's just going to try and survive and it can cost him a game. And in the NBA finals, one game can beat the series. So um, I would agree with most of Adam's comments. I would say the, the only other thing is um, in terms of the stubbornness, he's also, he gets he, I, I forget who said it. One of the players said that he, they've never met a, pl- a, a coach that wanted to win as much as the players did. Hmm. And that's Malone. Like he is, I, I'll change it
3: that doesn't want to lose yes. as much as the players
0: do. Yeah, he is. And that he's an emotional guy. Like he's very fiery. Very, very and um, that can be a, a real positive, And it has been a positive, And they're in the finals. But, you know, this is the highest pressure situation. This is the highest pressure situation he's ever been in. I have no reason to think that he's going to fail that test. But it's something to keep in mind uh, in the series, especially with Spo, who is so even keeled all the time. Could he yeah, potentially
1: gonna... boil over? Like, is that is that a legitimate concern? I mean, oh. as unlikely as it might be.
3: There will be I, I don't th- – boil over is not right because it's not like he's going to get thrown out of a game because he lost okay. his temper or lose the – but I think that he can become too focused on the wrong thing. You know, bench a guy when he maybe shouldn't have in game one and now you've worn a- another guy out because he played an extra eight minutes in a game. Like oh. It's those types of things, you know, where he gets so intense mm. into it that you miss the big picture view. Uh, from time to time
2: yeah i i've made this point before on locked on heat but like i i when you look at the western conference side of the bracket nikola Jokic was the most dominant factor in the western conference side of the bracket that's why the nuggets are where they are i think on the eastern the eastern conference side of the bracket i think spolstra was the most dominant factor in the (laughs) eastern conference i really do i think he just he coached circles like after jimmy butler in the first round he was sort of off and on when you consider like the, the bum ankle and all these things like Spolstra is in his bag. He's like right now he's like 2016 LeBron, like unanimous MVP Steph. Like that's his point of his career, what he's doing right now. He's at his absolute prime. So I'm fascinated to
3: see how this coaching battle matches up. But uh, But let me interject on that because one thing I asked Dave earlier, what was the craziest combination you could foresee? I actually theorized that Miami might throw out a Zeller Bam combo at, at, at four or five. It's absurd. They've never played together. I looked it up. They hadn't actually ever done this. Spolstra might be more willing to say, yes, but it fits the, you know, we can do this for a moment and it throws them off and it's not a great strategy, but it might be a great strategy for three minutes because it throws them off. And I think Malone is the type of coach that if something like that happens rather than say, well, this is really vulnerable to this other thing. It's just do what we do. Just keep doing it. It's like, no, sometimes you have to adjust to the Mm curveball that's being thrown.
2: Spoe has been really great at throwing those curveballs and just like adding different wrinkles in every game in this series, and he's going to have something new for Jokic every single game in this series, yeah. however long it goes. With that said, Matt, my, my question to you, and this will be our last one here. Um, what has been sort of the the, the strategy, the curveball, the whatever, that has limited Nikola Jokic the most, the most effectively in these playoffs so far that you've seen? Prayer? Prayer. Um... <laughs> The end of no, I got one. The
0: end of the game that has stopped him. When the buzzer sounds, then he doesn't score anymore. Um right. look, the the small with the weak side rim protector was something that they, they we saw in, in the regular season, and it worked versus in, versus Philly, and then like Toronto did it, and like a bunch of these teams did it. And like we had some concern about it. Like, I think it's fair for us to say that we were a little worried about it. The Nuggets kept saying, like, we we know it's okay. And a lot of this is that the biggest problem with, with Nicola is okay. The second biggest problem behind his incredible talent. He solves things and he solves them. He has gotten faster and faster at it as he has ascended. It used to be like, Oh, that guy got me like a couple of times last year, not this year. And then it was, that guy got me once this season, not this time. And now it's like, that guy got me once on a play in the first quarter for half a second, no more. And like that adjustment that he's been able to make, the way that he processes these things and his ability to adjust. And to the Nuggets credit, the other guys have adopted a lot of those things as well.
3: That, that, that part is huge. It's not yeah. usually, usually it's not Jokic got tripped up. It's they adjusted. And as a team, we needed to adjust and one or two guys didn't quite read it quick enough. And it blew everything up. And those guys have gotten much better at that. I think as the playoffs have gone on, um, they're
0: passing their interior passing to them. So like the, the heater going to front. They're going to they're gonna go small, and they're going to try in front at times. They're going to try that strategy. Denver's gotten a lot better at the lob over pass, and it's like, okay, but then we'll bring over the weak side help. The minute you do that, Nicole is throwing literally touch passes, like tap out passes on yeah. target to the corner. Um, the only thing I think that can really be effective with him, I will I, well, I'll say this. If you get extremely physical with him, and he does not generate the calls that he feels he deserves, he will get a little rattled, and – I don't think I need to remind Heat fans of that, given the history
3: of these two teams together. Two, two mentions in one podcast, Matt. I, I, important to note, Matt, not a Nuggets fan. Sometimes a Nuggets hater to bring this up two times in one preview. It show. was a talking point today! <laughs> it, was, it was a talking point today, and I'm just saying that, like,
0: there's – we saw it, like, in the Sun series two years ago. But did Marquis
2: like, Morris deserve it? Should we
0: just do that debate <laughs> again? No, I'm just, just kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Just, no, 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 no. We're going don't into
3: everything here. No, like, really
0: a, to it seems go. like a short – debate on this pod um so yeah i would just say that like that's probably one of the things i would say is like uh if you can if you can bother nicola to get him a little off track okay. with fouls he will start to uh act out a little bit and that gets him away from the game plan uh adam do you have any do you have anything no, you i think, think can- it's a
3: great i honestly think it's a great thing i mean he's been better at this as the years have gone on and denver has not faced enough adversity like I think Jokic has gotten – teams have gotten physical as Denver gets leads in a series, and a little bit more contact is usually allowed if you're up 2-0, 3-0, whatever. And we've seen Jokic kind of sit there and do his deep breaths and his meditation routine of, like, I just got to play through it, no responses. But to your point, it can get to – it can bother him, especially as the pressure rises. If Miami gets a lead in this series and they're getting away with what he perceives to be a little extra contact – I would be very curious to see how he handles it. In the final segment, we will give some predictions for the NBA Finals between the Heat and the
0: Nuggets, as well as a random one about what will go on between these two teams and what should be a really great basketball NBA Finals. We'll do that on the other side when we return on Locked on Nuggets and Locked on Heat. Welcome back to Locked on Heat and Locked on Nuggets in this crossover episode, previewing the NBA Finals. If you did enjoy the content today, check out Locked on NBA because, well, we, we make up, what, two-fifths of it. So uh, <laughs> Adam and Wes are on on Thursdays. Uh, is it Thursday nights into Friday? Am I right on yep.
3: that? Fra- um, Fridays, but Fridays, yeah.
0: Fridays. And uh, David and I are on Tuesdays. So make sure to check that out over on Locked on NBA. Uh, okay. Okay. Prediction time. I'm gonna ask you all to give your predictions. Adam and I and I've done this on the show, and you guys may have done it over on Locked On Heat, but let's go around the table anyway. Let's give can one prediction
2: have, for the series. Can we and do why. The inter- Can we do before the project for the predictions? Can we do a like some sort of bet on the NBA show?
3: Oh no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Unlocked on NBA. Unlocked on NBA, depending on which team wins.
3: <laughs> oh no. We don't uh, have to
2: brainstorm it here because that's not great yeah. radio. No, but no, you know, know what it is. Know it is? It you
3: is? know what it is. Uh We always do the countdown on the Friday show. Wes, a a top five, Nuggets win. You got to give me your top five Nuggets players of the finals. (laughs) Heat win. I'll give you the top five Heat players. We'll spend a whole segment praising uh, praising the other team.
2: Perfect. That's perfect. All
0: right, we'll go around the table. We'll give one prediction for the series and why we think that's going to go that way, Uh, and then we'll do a random prediction uh, in the same kind of segment. Uh, let's start with David Ramil, my co-host on Lockdown NBA. David, who do you think wins the series and how many games? And What's your random prediction?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, it's not an easy prediction because I know that, uh, as I have mentioned to you, on our Lockdown NBA show, on paper, the Nuggets are clearly a better team and everything else, but I have just had a point where I cannot bet against Miami. Uh, they've just done the impossible too often this postseason. I believe in Jimmy Butler and his recognition that this is probably his last best chance at a title. And given that, I, I think it's Heat and Six.
0: All right. What's your random prediction for this?
1: My random prediction is something that's not going to happen, which is I don't think it's going to be. There's not going to be as much tension as people expect it to. Like I know between Lowry and Gordon and Jokic and some members of the Heat and Udonis them probably ra- rattling people from the bench. Uh, that there might is there's likely to be a fight of some kind. I, I think it'll be mostly a peaceable affair. I don't expect any kind of major brouhaha between either team.
3: No, I, no. I strongly agree with that. By the way, Jimmy Butler today at Media Day. watched it. Well, not only watched it, he said, yeah, you guys misread that. I wasn't mad at Jokic. I was mad at someone else, and that person knows who they are. Whether you believe him or not, he was basically I saying, hey, I, want to- <laughs> I don't.' All <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: All right, Adam, what's your prediction for Heat Nuggets
3: and your random prediction? Uh, I... I- Look, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that I'm so confident in Denver and that Denver is such (laughs) strong favorites in this one. Because to your point, both of these teams have gotten to play that beautiful uh, disrespect card. All playoffs long, both teams have had been underdogs in series and got to say this. And now Miami gets to continue to beat that drum. And Denver has to sit here and be uncomfortable favorites. And I think that's, you know, I do think that's uncomfortable. But nonetheless, If I just take away all of those types of things and just look at the basketball of this one, I love this matchup. It's one of my favorite matchups for Denver, the Miami Heat. I just think you have to have a lot of big bodies to throw against Nikola Jokic. If you don't, even if you have one transcendent big body, a la Anthony Davis, Jokic will work his way through them and then dominate every other minute there. And I think similar things will happen here. So I'll go with Nuggets in five um, and and we'll see what happens. My – If I have a crazy prediction for it, my prediction is I think Jokic is going to have a game where he scores more than 45 and less than 20 (laughs) because I think Miami might mix up their strategies pretty wildly in this game. And Nicole is really good at mixing up how his attack. You're going to send a lot of doubles. We're going to play quarterback. You're going to leave me to score one-on-one, 53 points in three quarters. So I just think he's going to have games where the stats are so tilted in weird directions uh, in this series uh i'll go next and because
0: since wes is visiting denver i want to let him have the final word uh i'm also going with nuggets in five uh i i understand that that feels disrespectful to a team that beat two teams that would have been favored over the Nuggets. nobody and, believed
1: in us man it's okay no, we don't expect nobody believe
0: do and it's this is it's true right this is the <laughs> problem is like i have no problem if you think the Heat are, are going to win the series i'm not like you're crazy no like come on look look where they are i get it but if I do the basketball side analysis, if I treat every series as independent, which I think you kind of have to, this matchup's bad for them. They don't have a high offensive floor. The Nuggets' offensive floor is the highest in the NBA. Their defensive floor is excellent, but it matches up badly against exactly what Denver does, and specific, specifically Nikola Jokic. They have so much size. If you ask the you, these comments came out of the Lakers and the Suns that they were like, what caught you off guard about Denver? And all the conversation was about, you know, Jokic and Murray and all this. But the other thing that was kind of under there was they're huge. Like, these guys are just so big and physical because it's MPJ 6'10", Aaron Gordon 6'8". KCP is not a small shooting guard. Jeff Green off the bench. They have a lot of size and athleticism, and they have Nikola Jokic. I can't find enough matchup advantages for Miami to be able to get get this done. If the Heat shoot 45% from three again, the Heat shoot 45% from three again, and they're NBA champions – I will go ahead and I'll take the Nuggets, especially after team's records after going through a seven game series is very poor. It's 36 and 50 in NBA history. The Nuggets are a one seed. The Heat are an eight seed, regardless of who they beat. I'll take Nuggets in five and wait for the Jimmy Butler and Eric full for avalanche to occur. Uh, my random prediction, I will go against David uh, Christian Brown, Kyle Lowry. They could all, it could be like we respect each other and we like each other so much. Yeah, that's all fine and good, but Christian gets under people's nerves. We saw that in the first round. Kyle gets under people's nerves. Nobody has gonna got that
1: Brown. Is what? he going to play? Is he even going to play? Like, yeah, I mean, he might he not, not play. actually play. No, I think
0: he's going to play. I actually think he plays way more in this series than he does versus the Lakers. Do you so. remember the the Kyle – or I think it was Kyle Anderson, the first round series, Kerfuffle? Adam? You've forgotten. It's been so long ago. Christian long got into it. I,
3: I haven't played for a month. Yeah, I, v- I vaguely remember. Yeah, I, you know what else I remember? Kyle Anderson apologizing. Yeah, well, uh,
0: I don't think Kyle will apologize. So I will predict that there will be a kerfuffle between Kyle Lowry and Christian Brown. Wes Goldberg, you get the final word.
2: What's your prediction for Nuggets heat? So I think because I go last, it's the right one, right? So (laughs) Uh, the Heat have not won in Denver since the 2015-16 season. We know about the Nuggets and the altitude and all that and the the very real home court advantage that they have. And also they're awesome and they should have a home court advantage. Um, the heat have won and gotten to this point by winning at least one of the first two games on the road in every single one of these series. They're going to have to do that. I think in this series, and it's going to be really hard for them, um, in order to do that because of what I just said. Uh, I have gone back and forth. on I really – I did not think at first blush that this was a good matchup for Miami at all, and frankly, I didn't even care after beating the Celtics in seven games. It was like, whatever, man. If they win the finals, that's just icing on the cake. I really don't even care. And the more I thought about this, the more I kind of disagree with everything that was already said on in, the, in this prediction segment that you need like a big, a big big man to kind of go Jokic. Well, we've seen that twice. DeAndre Aiden, Anthony Davis. Like kind of the most disappointing version of that and the best version of it. And it didn't work. And I actually think that Miami might have what works in this because I think Bam Adebayo is good enough to switch. Like, they took Anthony Davis out by getting him switched off of Anthony Davis and all that thing. You put him in Jamal Murray, get him away, put him in space. Like, Bam Adebayo, you put him in space, he's good. Like, he's a kid in a candy store. He could credibly guard Jamal Murray on that pick-and-roll switch. I don't think they're worried about that. If I think Miami is going to do a better job of taking more things away from Nikola Jokic than any team that the Nuggets have faced so far in these playoffs in terms of the pick-and-roll game, the two-man game with Jamal Murray, and the, crow- the crowding the passing lanes, the stuff that Nikola Jokic wants to get to in terms of the backdoor cuts and all these things. We already know Miami's going to be way more dialed in than Phoenix or the Lakers or anybody else. Than, uh, and, and I don't know that you could take that stuff away, but they're just going to be doing a better job of that than any other team that the, the Nuggets have faced. And I think that the fronting and all these things, they can create turnovers potentially out of those looks. I don't know. The more I think about this, I kind of think the Heat have things that just for a series could be a monkey wrench and kind of Denver's plans. And so for that reason, I think that they'll try to force this into a who makes more threes. That's going to be the series. It's going to be make or miss. I don't think it's a coincidence. The two teams that led the playoffs in three-point shooting percentage are the last two teams standing. So with all that said, I have no idea who's going to win this series. I hesitate to even make a prediction. I hate making predictions. I'm going to make one, and I'm not going to feel good about it. I'm going to say Heat and Seven so that our fans don't hate us. <laughs> I don't even feel good about it. But that's where I'm going to go. I think this is going to be a much closer series than a lot of people think. It might be who somebody might win in five games, but I think all these games are going to be really close and really entertaining. That's my prediction. I, think I so That's true. not my random prediction. My random prediction is that there's going to be 10 triple doubles in this
3: series. <laughs> like it.
2: That's a great that's a great one. That's a great
3: Ten triple doubles. That's Who a, are yeah. they? Love that. So Jimmy Butler? Uh,
2: Jokic Bam, gets seven. Jimmy. Jokic gets seven of them. So okay. that gets us there pretty quick. Close. Right. So uh, close. I think I think Jimmy gets two. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say Caleb gets one. Wow. Not Bam.
1: Oh uh, no,
2: no. I don't think I don't I don't know that Bam's ever gonna get the rebounding and the assist at the same time because if he does the assist, he's gonna have to play away from the basket and the rebounding, he'll be closer to the basket doing some dunker spot stuff. But I think Caleb will just get out there with like a 10, 11, and 11, just like random, just like barely graze the triple double, but he'll he'll get
3: one. I have, right. I have one more crazy prediction. I should have made it my own. I think <laughs> the ratings are going to be okay. What? This is my crazy prediction. People
2: will watch good basketball.
3: I, I think that there are people who are going to be like, wow, this is kind of fun. These are good teams. They're interesting storylines and players. And I think they're, I'm not going to say they're going to be great, but I think they're going to be okay. All right. I think it depends on how much uh entities decide to promote it. I think that's
0: a, a question. <laughs> that's that's up true.
2: Locked we're we're flooding the market. We're, we're all over, over it, the man. whole national coverage. Check out the locked
0: on network. Check out Locked On Heat and Locked On Nuggets. If you guys look, let's be real. If you're listening to this from a locked on heat episode, after the heat win, you want to listen to Locked on Nuggets to hear us be like, <laughs> you're struggling so much. And if you're a Nuggets fan, you're definitely you're gonna want to tune in and hear these guys be like, I really thought that they could X, Y, or Z. Like Let's be real. It's okay. We're all friends here. It's cool. Stay petty Uh, so you don't got to get petty. Beyond (laughs) everything else, uh, though, I hope that this series is great basketball, clean basketball, and everyone stays healthy. I hope we get a great finals. Hope you guys uh, are able to enjoy it. I hope Wes is able to enjoy uh, Denver as much as I plan on enjoying Miami because I cannot wait to go back to Miami for the first time uh, in, gosh, seven years from me. So I'm very excited to go back. Thanks for joining us. You can catch David on Twitter at drml 13 Wes Goldberg is at –
2: WC Goldberg,
0: WC Goldberg, w. Adam Mars. championship, Adam underscore Marez, I'm an HB basketball. Not culture Everybody, we'll see you guys again next time on Locked On Nuggets and Locked On Heat.